introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Listen up, listen up. It's the Poet Life Podcast. I'm Christoph Wrights, and I'm super excited about what information that we have to present to you all uh, by way of this gentleman here. His name is Z from Baltimore. Z from Baltimore. What's going on, sir? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for coming on, man. Uh, tell me about your shirt right there. What, what, what What's that about? Oh, so this is, um, it says Popolo in Hawaii. Uh, Popolo is kind of like uh, the word for black people in Hawaii. Uh, that's their Hawaiian word for for us. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of like, it's supposed to be slightly offensive word for, for black people in Hawaii. But uh, this, uh, one of my friends, she has a concierge service and also she sells merchandise. And so she basically like took the word Put it on a shirt and it's like you know we're gonna we're gonna take this word so that's what we did and so this is popolo in hawaii i get crazy looks when people see me out in public with this on but i love it though you know i love it hey we will turn a word a phrase mm-hmm. into a term of endearment won't we yes we will <laughs> you got to man because either that or it's gonna eat away at you man so Right. We're going to turn it. We're going to turn okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So uh, you said your one of your colleagues, one of your friends made that shirt? Yeah. So she owns a concierge service called Plains and Champagne. And um, yeah, she sells merch. She she sets up like tours. Like for, when people come to the island, she'll set up events for them. And she also uh, she owns this uh, Facebook page called Being Black in Hawaii. So one thing about Hawaii is that there are not a lot of black people here like at all. Like most black people here are in the military. And so she set up this page called Being Black in Hawaii on Facebook. So that way we can find each other, you know? And um, it's been a really big help with promoting events and stuff like that. Uh, man, the Juneteenth event we had was the greatest display of blackness this island has ever seen. And really? it all comes from, yeah, and it all comes from this one Facebook page just called Being Black in Hawaii. So it was, it's amazing, it's amazing. And she uh, she makes these shirts and, and all uh, a lot of stuff. So you're in Hawaii right now. Yes. And I'm in Maryland. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, man. It's amazing. This 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 COVID is it's messed up, but it has it, uh, I always it's, it's yeah. weird how this thing you know what I mean? Like like from a curse to a blessing in some ways, you know, obviously in other ways it's just the worst. But mm-hmm. you know, before when we first started the podcast, we thought we 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 could only talk to people when they're in the same room that we're in. You know what I mean? And we were so limited and restricted because having to schedule, um, work around people's schedules to meet up, uh, not just with the guests, but just the host alone trying to schedule, you know, J-Rod has a son and you know, just life and things that that happen is just super hard. But now, I'm I'm in a I'm in a almost a closet right now. You know, <laughs> and laptop, microphone, camera, and I'm talking to somebody in Hawaii. Yep, and I'm in my room 
and it is baking hot in here because it is the middle of the afternoon. And I got two fans going. I'm glad my audio's good because I got two fans going in here. And, um, and yeah, man, it's it's amazing what this this pandemic, although it is messed up. Um, Lyrical Faith, she's a poet uh, from New York. She she put it best. She said this pandemic, this online community has liberated the poetry community because so many of us have connected in a way that we never could have before. You right. know, like I've met I've met poets that I watch on YouTube for inspiration. Like I have a, a open mic tomorrow with Asia Bryant Wilkerson. She has the only poem that I've watched so much that I have memorized. And she's the only poet that I've ever have a, a, their poem memorized other than my own. And I have her featuring on my open mic tomorrow, which blows my mind, you know, and it's all because right. we're able to 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 connect now through the, the through the internet. And it's 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 dope. It's super dope. Right, right. Yeah, no, I I, I can't remember what guest was on where we talked about the possibilities now. Um mm-hmm. and and I think we were talking about how a poet can now become an international poet mm-hmm. um, from their home. Yep. But like you said, she's from New York, but she's going to be on your open mic and you're in Hawaii. Yep. So <laughs> all of the poets or people who love poetry in Hawaii will know about her in New York. Mm-hmm. And so when exactly. this is, when this is whether 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 it's over or whatever, when when the world opens back up, she can now hit your line and say, "Hey, you all have an opening for a feature in Hawaii." And it, right. I, I would imagine you'd be like, "What? Of course, you're you. Of course, of course. let's make it happen." <laughs> exactly, and then and vice versa. I hit her up when I'm back because I'm from Baltimore. When I go back home. New York is a couple hours away. So it's like, oh, y'all got some openings for a feature? Come through. Like I like I said, I've only been doing this for a short amount of time. I've only performed in Hawaii. I performed in Baltimore one time uh, last year when I went to to visit and uh, Black Chakra invited me to a show. And so that was the only time I've ever performed outside of Hawaii. And so like I'm trying to, and I'm setting up these relationships, building these, you know, these connections now so that when the world opens up, man, I'm trying to travel all over the country with these people that I've met online. Like I already uh, setting up some something in New York, setting up some stuff in Texas, um, of course in Baltimore, man, it's gonna be, oh man, 2021 is gonna be the year. Like it's yeah. gonna be the year. Definitely. Yeah. And I wish people would stop saying that, you know, 2020, I thought it was my year, but you know, COVID, it still can be your year. Yes. It still yes. can. Yes. Your mind has to pivot. Like your moves mm-hmm. have to pivot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as we've just been talking for the past five minutes, like, look how quickly we've been able to pivot. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, so, okay. What's your stage name again? Uh, my stage name is Z from Baltimore. Okay. Um, I got that name just basically because uh, when I started, I was trying to find a stage name, you know, and I'm in Hawaii. So I love I love Baltimore. I love being from Baltimore. Uh, and uh, when I was trying to think of like, what can how can I put that in my stage name? And uh, during the slam, they would call you up by your name and where you're from. 
And then they, and they just kept saying Z from Baltimore. And I come up and I was like, you know what? That's it. And I stole it. And that was Why it. not? Why not? <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So you're, you, were you born in Baltimore? No. So I was born in Georgia. Raised okay. in Louisiana. Um, All right. My mom was just in Georgia when she had me. I was raised in Louisiana until I was eight. And I moved to Baltimore when I was eight. And I lived there until I moved to Hawaii when I was 24. So, so. Why? Why Hawaii? What um, so you? I, I got uh, I got lucky, man. Uh, the universe smiled upon me. Uh, I got lucky. Uh, my brother, who's in the military, uh, okay. he he's on my father's side. My, I didn't really I didn't grow up with anybody on my father's side. I grew up with my mom, and so my brother came back from Iraq, and he didn't even know I existed. And this wow. is in, like in like twenty. I want to say. 2010 2011 one of those years and so he wanted to get to know me so i went to louisiana where we're all like originally from and i met up with him and we talked or whatever and then a couple years later he's like well yo i'm getting stationed in hawaii and i want to bring my son here with me but i need someone to help me take care of him and so he was like are you do you want to come and help me take care of my son and i'll try to help you go to school and stuff like that and i'm like man bet it well, actually, no. At first, I was very reluctant because, like, I grew up in Baltimore. Baltimore is all I know. You know, right. I'm a whole hardcore Baltimore dude at this point. And, like, I'm like, I don't know anything about Hawaii. All I know is how to be a Baltimore dude. And so I was reluctant. But my mom, you know, that black woman, that black magic will sit you down. She sat me down and she said, well, what are you doing here? Wow. What are you doing here? To, to better yourself and better your life. What do you have to lose? And I was like, I can't argue with that because the, the worst possible thing is I moved back to Baltimore where I'm at now. So why not, you know? And then I, I got on a plane, I came out here and uh, changed my life, man, changed my life. So, so, so how was the transition? Oh, it was hard. It was hard. So growing up in Baltimore, yeah, man, growing up in Baltimore, like you're always with your core group of friends. Like, cause you know, you, you there, so you gotta be with people. Like you, that's just a thing. You gotta have people around you. You better know somebody. Exactly. You better know somebody. And I, and I grew up with these dudes from, from elementary school till, uh, till, till my twenties. And so like, I'm always with somebody. I move here and it's just me. It's just me. And I'm by myself all the time. That's mm-hmm. the only really reason why I even made an Instagram is to connect with people. And so like, it's just me and my brother, but my brother is like 12 years older than me. So like, we're not like peers, you know? So I'm going out by myself. I'm uh, trying to meet people by myself. And uh, it was it was really hard, especially from being black in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, in the area that I moved to, there's like just older Asian people and then it's me and I'm getting looks. I'm getting across the street. When you see me, I'm getting mm-hmm. all type of things. Don't like, I've been on a bus and people didn't even sit next to me. They stood up wow. rather than next to me on the bus, man. And I'm like, this is crazy. So like I went through a lot of things with my self-esteem yeah. when I was here from being isolated. And like now I, I don't know what to do. I was lost for a while, man. It was hard to to adjust, you know, but I started to meet people slowly. I met my ex-girlfriend and she was the one that exposed me to a lot of different things that helped me get out of that. Got it. Got it. 
Got it. Okay. Okay. So now you're in Hawaii. You're yep. getting acclimated and mm -hmm. you've performed how many times in Baltimore? Before I moved there, I didn't even know what spoken word poetry was. <laughs> like I, I, I like I've seen Deaf Poetry Jam, of course, like a couple times in passing. Yeah, I didn't know because I used to be I used to be a rapper. Like everybody, like everybody in Baltimore is a rapper. Right. You know? And I used to do that. I used to do the ciphers. Uh, I tried to battle a couple people a couple times. You know, when I moved here, I was still writing raps. That was one thing that kept me in my. It, it kept me going by myself, mm -hmm. writing raps. Mm -hmm. Writing, writing that and so um when i moved here i still didn't even know spoken word poetry at all and so what got me into it was my girl my ex-girlfriend the one uh that i was with at the time um i was i was going through this change in my life so she was really um really like hawaii nationalist type so one thing people don't know about hawaii hawaii mm -hmm. was legally overthrown by america hawaii is illegally occupied right now by America. They held a bayonet to the queen's head and forced her to sign over America, I mean, sign over Hawaii to America. So a lot of people don't know that about this place. So people here, a lot of them don't consider themselves to be American. It's the thing is like, I'm American, I'm Hawaii by birth, American by force, you know? And so she's real into that. And that really kind of got me into getting more in touch with my blackness, you know, with mm. who I am as a person. And so then I started watching my brother. He put me on with Hidden Colors. And I don't know if you've ever seen Hidden Colors. Have you ever seen Hidden Colors? I don't think so. That's a movie or? It's a documentary series. Okay, no, I gotta check it out. Okay, please, I, I employ anybody that is black in America, anybody in America, period, but anybody that is black in America, watch Hidden Colors documentary series. There's five of them so far. Um, the second one is probably the best one. That's the first one that I watched. And it's talking about black history, pre-slavery, uh, all the way up until now. And it's it, and it put me down with so much history about who uh, our people, who we were before slavery, before uh, the genocide of our people, before this atrocity that happened to us, you know? And then it made me realize how much I didn't know because I started off in Europe, Eurocentric education system that teaches you, the first thing about you is that you come from an enslaved person. That's the right. first thing you know about you. And then right. civil rights, Jim Crow, and then you're here now. And that's all. Right. So when I started learning about that stuff, I started writing poems because I was very, I was angry. I was, I was frustrated. Yeah. I'm like, how how can this happen? Right, It took me 25 years to learn this. How? Right. And I started writing about it, man. And uh, that's when I wrote my first couple poems. And then she was like, I was reading them to her because she's the only person that I really knew at the time. And she was like, yeah, man, you should perform this. And I'm like, don't nobody want to hear this. Like, mm -hmm. perform poetry. Like, I just wrote this because I was mad. She sent me a flyer to go to a poetry slam. First time I had ever went to a poetry slam. This is November 2018. First time I ever went to a poetry slam. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. I went to an open mic the next week. That was the first time I ever performed. Um, and then uh, 
then I just started going, going, because I, I was not good at first. I was not good at all. <laughs> That's one thing in slam, man. They would teach you that those judges, they don't care, man. If they, if you're not good, you're not good. Right. You know? And so I was not good, and I just practice and practice and practice and practice. And uh, that was in December. In, in February, I won my first poetry slam. And then in, Mar- in April is when I won the Grand Slam for, for the state. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and you said a, a, a year and a half. It's been a year and a half, buddy. So I started in, uh, yeah, uh, November. No, December 2018 was the first time I ever did spoken word poetry. So it's almost two years now. Wow. That's, that's, wow. That's, that's good stuff, (laughs) man. Uh, Because first of all, your name alone makes you stand out. Because now if you were Z from Baltimore in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. it might have been like, eh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> but you're exactly. from Baltimore in Hawaii. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I first, I don't know how I came to know you on social media, but it was probably through Black Chakra. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. But when I saw your grind and realized your name, oh, so he's he's with Black Chakra and them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of puts you in that realm of because, you know, Baltimore's. Yeah. The Dude, that's the thing too. Of artists yep. in Baltimore, whether it be rap, poetry, just the arts in general, that whole area is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. And and I they know stick that. together. Yeah, but that's the thing. I didn't even know that until I got here. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that that Baltimore had these dope poets. And I was just talking to my friend earlier about that, right? And I'm like, bro, like, I wish I would have started doing poetry so long ago because little did I know, 35 minutes down the street is the dopest poets I've ever seen in my life, and I could have been over there with them instead of over here with y'all just doing random stuff. You know, like it's crazy. It's wow. crazy, but yeah, those those poets in Baltimore, Black Chakra, uh, Mechamorphosis, Lady Breon, right. Right. Uh, something. Those are amazing writers, man. And I, I was, um, I don't, I don't know them personally. I met Black Chakra once, and I've done his open mic a bunch of times. I don't know them personally, but I would love to get to know them more, you know, because sure. they're amazing. They're inspiring. Sure, yeah. and I can tell they appreciate how you represent. Because if you didn't, it would be a problem because (laughs) their city is in your name. So you have no room to to play around. It's either either get off the mic or or get right or change change your name. (laughs) (laughs) Like for real. They take Baltimore yeah. serious, man, and 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 rightly so. You know, um, that's this is awesome, man. Um, so what I can tell from you, and, I, and I'll tell the listeners, I don't do a lot of research, as you can tell, folks. I I, I didn't I didn't give them a long intro or short run either. You know, I want to be surprised, like the listener, like the watcher, like the viewer. Um, and, and just have a great conversation and get to know 
uh, our guests. So no, I, I don't do research. Um, you know, I, I know them from social media and, and, and I'm just happy to have, uh, this gentleman on and, and, and to get to know him just, just based off of what I've seen. Um, I, I thought you were doing this for years, year and a half, two years. That's a surprise to me. And I love getting those aha moments. Like, wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just, just not just seeing you perform in in virtual open mics, but just seeing you network. Mm -hmm. I recognize that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was uh, like, of course, COVID putting us all in the in the in the box. Like before COVID, um, that was what I was trying to do too. I was trying to get on every stage I can. Man, I've I've performed in the year that I've done it. I've performed in every place in Hawaii that, that has poetry. And we were actually in the in the market of opening up or just going to restaurants, man. Like right now, I go to a bar, I'll be like, yo, who's the manager? Y'all right. ever do poetry in here? Do you want to? Like, that's the type of stuff I'll be doing now. And uh, yeah, man, it's cause like, I feel like, I feel like, like poetry was a, a love of mine that was always there, but you never noticed it. It's like in the movies, you know, when you got, when you got like, that's your friend until she, you know, take off her glasses, let her hair down. And it's like, oh my right. God. Right. Woman. And that's how I feel like poetry was to me because I knew it was, it, I knew it existed, but I didn't know until I got on that stage and read that poem. Right. I didn't know that this was my thing. And now, I want to make my life about this, you, you know? Go. And so anytime I get a chance to spit a poem, I am going to do it, you know, because right. this, this is me now. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about Hawaii, man. How, how is the scene out there? How's the poetry scene? Oh, the poetry scene here is dope, man. Like people, and, and the one thing about Hawaii is that people do poetry here for the love of it do poetry because they love doing poetry. Don't get me wrong. Hawaii Slam team has, what was it? I want to say 2015 came in second. And, um, and, um, and, and, uh, I think it was, it was I, no, it was NPS. They came in second or, or I believe it was 2015. So they got a dope slam team. Um, when I came into the scene, it was kind of going back down. Cause you know, it fluctuates. You know, right. and it was fluctuating down a little bit when I came into the, the Hawaii scene. But people here are dope poets. They're really, really dope. They really write about uh, Hawaii issues, but they write about human rights issues and all type right. of stuff. And um, they have uh, poetry stuff every Thursday. Um, every single Thursday, they have something doing with poetry. And okay. so to get to know these people has been a blessing to me. They inspire me. To, 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 to write more, to come out, just to be a, a genuinely dope person. People in Hawaii are just genuinely nice people, you know? Yeah. And like, um, it, it and it rubbed off on me a lot. Like I go back to Baltimore, my homies call me weird because I'm not like that anymore. You know, I'm like, I just try mm -hmm. to be a human, you know? And so the Hawaii scene out here, they're really, really doing for the love of it. Um, the slam scene is, is dope too. Um, the only thing about it is that it's a it's an island. So, I I when you slam it, I slam against basically the same people mm. um, every month. You know that's the only downside to being on an island. Like it's it's some some people like tourists they'll come in and they'll slam, but um, if you're getting into the grand slam, 
then you got to be here when the Grand Slam happens. If you're a tourist and you just came here for a week and you slammed and you won, you ain't going to be here for the Grand Slam, you know? So it's like uh, that downside about it is that I got to slam against the same people over and over. That's why I love doing these virtual slams. Like I needed to do these virtual slams to get better because not saying that people here are not good, not saying that. Sure. Far. Yeah. Um, but um, these virtual slams allowed me to slam against people from all over the country. Like if I, I can win a million slams in Hawaii, but if I go to Baltimore, I'm going to get trashed. You know, and, and that's what I needed. I needed to lose. I've okay. lost a lot of online slams, man. I've only won one and I've been in a bunch, you know, so but I needed that. I needed that to kick me in gear to get my, my pin game up, you know, and uh, and, and that that has been a real a blessing for me too to be able to slam against people around the country to, to get better. And I'm just still trying to get better. I'm still in the process of getting better, you know. That's awesome. It, it, awesome. It, it, how, how, how much do you write? Um, I wish I wrote more. I'd say that. I um, I write because okay. I, 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 I have two jobs on top of doing poetry and, and doing events like that. So I work at two different places. So I'm, I'm always at work or tired. But uh, I try to write like once a week, which is bad. But I do more practicing what I have than writing new stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to get back at like, but when sometimes yeah. I sit here and I just binge watch video after video after video after video, and uh, it gets me in that mode, but it's only when I have time to do that is when I have the time to write. Gotcha. It seems like you've been able to build a platform out there. Yeah. What's that look like for you? Like, I understand you you put on events. Um, what, what, how have you been able to uh, one get acclimated and then to go from acclimation to all right, okay, I'm here. So let's let's plant some mm-hmm. feet and build some things. What what have you built out there as far as the, the poetry industry? Well, um, what I've been able to do comes off the backs of everyone else before me. Um, there's a, a organization out here called the Hawaii Poet Society. Um, they do they do po- they do events like almost every Thursday. Um, they uh, they're the, the the foundation of poetry in Hawaii. That's where I did my first show. That's where I had my first feature. They they've been my mentors. Um, there's also um, Kealoha uh, Chang. He is the uh, poet laureate for Hawaii. And he's the one that holds Hawaii slams. And so he does that every first Thursday. So like there is a foundation of poetry here already. Um, what I did um, came from uh, another mentor of mine. Um, he he basically was coming to the shows, grabbing up poets that was that was there, but not a part of the foundational group and started building a team of poets. And then we started putting on our own shows on Saturdays and um, and we started building it up and building it up. And um, uh, we put a lot of work in as a team. So it's I can't take credit for building up um, the scene that I was able to capitalize off. It took a lot of team effort from a lot of different poets across the island. Um, the unfortunate thing that happened with that was that it was some dramas that went on and that that group unfortunately had to disband. 
And so then me and one person from that group made our own thing. And we started doing our own shows. Three weeks later, COVID hits. <laughs> and so now what do we do? Wow. Take it online. You know, and now we're taking it online and um trying to build this platform, build this platform, and then more dramas, and then it's over again, you know. And so now I'm just trying to do things myself. Um, like I said, the way that I've been trying to build this platform uh is grinding, man, grinding. I'm going to everybody's virtual open mic. I got sometimes I sit here and for hours, man, I'm just on Instagram. Anybody that's on live clicking on it, I'm sending a request, I'm doing it. Because now I'm trying to build a following, not only in Hawaii, but outside of Hawaii as well. But um, but what I've been doing here is is, is connected with poets, local poets um, that are like-minded, that want to just do shows for the love of it. And then I'll go to these connections that I've made through the previous group I was in and hit them up like, yo, do y'all want to put on some shows at your space? Are you willing to do that? I can get some poets together and we can do it. So it's basically like the network that I built from doing so many shows and meeting so many people. I just try to connect those people together so that we can all build up, build up a platform as well. You know, so like the, 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 the platform that I've built is just basically just from meeting dope people that want to do the same thing that I want to do, you know, and, okay. and, and, and putting in the, putting in the time to, be able to to do poems man i've read the same poem on instagram probably like five times in a day and then the next day i do it again that's when covid first hit and i only had one job so that's what i was doing like every day you know but it, it comes with it comes with time and patience to build a platform with any with anything you know time and patience totally totally so how, how long do you see yourself being out there in hawaii oh that's a good question um my end goal for my life is to be able to move back to Baltimore and run for office. Like I feel like Malcolm X is one of my biggest um, influences. And um, I feel as though we as black people have been so miseducated about who we are and, and, and uh, our influence on the world in the past and in the future. One thing I want to do is move back so I could try to help the place that I came from because a lot of the problems that comes from, uh, a lot of the problems in the, the place that I come from stems off of miseducation about who we are. So when I feel as though I'm ready to do that, that's when my Hawaii time is up. I don't know when that'll be. I don't try to plan too far in the future because the universe is gonna happen the way it's gonna happen regardless. And right. so I'm just, we just along for the ride. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I, when, when my time is up here, I feel like I'll, I'll know it. Got it. You know? So, so basically yeah. you're, you're just preparing, you're in preparation mode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just getting my, I, I'm making my chess moves now, you know, I'm, I'm getting things built up so that when I finally leave here, like I'm trying to get a name now, you know, cause mm -hmm. people, a lot of people don't know, know who the heck I am, you know? So I'm just trying to build up a platform now so that when, Eventually, if I go somewhere, they'd be like, oh, I've heard of him before, you know, right. because ain't nobody going to listen to nobody that they don't even know who they are. Right. You know, so that's basically what I'm trying to do now is build a platform so that eventually I will try to if I try to change some stuff, um, I have a basis of at least people know who I am. So they'll be like, oh, let's listen to what this man has to say. You know, right. that's what I'm doing now. 
Yeah. Now I saw on your Instagram when the whole social injustice um, thing kind of blew up this year. Uh, mm-hmm. You you all were you you all were in some marches and things of that nature. Was that uh, um, your planning or your involvement? What what did that look like for you? Um. So I didn't I didn't plan those, but. I, uh, I did get in contact with the organizers. So, um, and it was an amazing thing that happened here, man. 10,000 people came out to protest wow. for black lives. And, and like I said, there's not a lot of black people here. So to see wow. that many people come out blew my mind and it really, it touched me. Um, I, I, I didn't organize them myself. I do know I'm very close with the people who did organize them. And I did, I was there to help, uh, but I can't take credit for putting it together. But I was out there um, um, on the front lines with the people um, to, 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 to try to, 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 you know, to make it aware that like we are here. The thing about right. Hawaii and, and also I wanted to um, be a little bit of the face because they were really worried because, you know, the media has, has spun the narrative. They were really worried about people looting and rioting, you know, right. and. And thing about Hawaii that another thing about Hawaii that I love, police brutality on black people is not a big thing here. It's like the police here are um, the police here, I would say, should be a model for police everywhere. Whereas wow. in, in, the, in the sense of these people were born, raised and grew up here, you know, and they police their own communities. So they're not going to be out here beating up somebody's kid because they know their mama. They know their wow. uncle. You know, and ain't nobody going to be out here beating up. They'll be like, man, put that weed up and go home. You know, they ain't going to be like, what you got up here, put you on the ground and and choke you to death. You know, that's not a thing. And so like that. And and so I wanted to make sure people knew that. And one one thing that happened to me, which was surprising, um, there's this page here called, uh, um, there's this like a viral page called uh, Hungry Hungry Hawaiian. And it has like, tens of thousands of views on uh, of followers. And I posted a video just saying, yo, we're not rioting out here. We not. We have no intention of doing that. We just want to make our voices heard. And then they reposted my video. And, 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 and all of a sudden, I just became a face of the movement, mm-hmm. which was 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 crazy. And uh, and then and the same thing happened with my friend who uh, she posted a video. I tagged them in her video. They posted it. Then they put her on the news. And then she's out here with the bullhorn and she's leading the whole thing, you know? And so that that really helped us to, to get our voices heard, you know? And, they, and they're, she she's still protesting right now. They, wow. They're protesting right now, you know, to, 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 to keep the momentum going and keep, cause she's from, um, she's from the same city that Breonna Taylor was killed in. And she said she knows people who knew her. And so that, that hit her real, real deep. And so she's still out here doing it, you know? so. The thing about Hawaii, like I said, it's not a big problem here for police brutality, but the people here care about it. You know, they care deeply about human life, you know. And so it, right. was, it was amazing to see all of these people come out here to, to support us. It was, it was super dope. And I'm, I'm just happy that I was able to be a part of it, you know. Wow. Wow. Um, I didn't I didn't know, you know, Hawaii. First of all, I didn't know the history um of hawaii and the history between america and hawaii um that's heavy i see your flag behind you 
represent. Oh yeah. I got that. I got that at one of the protests. They was handing them out. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, I was I was so happy to be able to get one of those. Totally. I want to get one of those David Banner flags. David Banner has created a whole new uh, uh, a black identity flag. It's red, black, and green. It has a, a fist in the middle of it, and it's uh, it's so dope. David Banner is uh, another one of my um, uh, big influences on my life. Gotcha. Let me ask you, man. What, what do you think? What do you think the definition of the poet life is, and in, in, in your eyes, not as the company or anything like that? When when you hear that, what do you think the definition of the poet life is for you? Definition of the poet life: speaking truth, man. Speaking your truth to power, man. That is, uh, when I think of poet life, um, uh, and I tell people all the time. Just just start writing something because first off, poetry for everyone that does it is the first thing is healing. Poetry is healing. Poetry is therapy. Um, so for me, the first thing I think about when I hear poet life is 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 speaking your truth, speaking mm. your truth and uh, and do what you love, because people that perform poetry, man, they love it. You know, they love what they do. And I am one of those people. I love doing poetry, man. And uh, that's and, and and if I can make if I can make my, my ideal poet life would be to do this as my full time job. Got you it. know, uh, to, to and that. And that is why I listen to your podcast, because you have okay. people on here explaining yeah. how to do that. And right. that's the main thing. I very much appreciate you uh, for doing that because I've learned so much from your podcast, man. I'm up here trying to create a LinkedIn account. Uh, I'm up here like uh, I, I hooked up with um, Brandon Leak. He's actually one of my uh, friends. And he oh. put me down with uh, his um, 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 advertising um, uh, person. And so I'm actually, uh, I had a meeting with him earlier about creating oh. a logo, about uh, creating a website, about stuff Let's like go. Black Chakra. I, I was in his, uh, the, the Poet Life. Uh, yes, you were. Uh, the Masterclass. The Masterclass, because I'm up here. How in the heck does he write so well? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm taking notes. So like, uh, when I think of Poet Life, other than that, I think of you. And yeah. I think of this. And this is, this is amazing. This is what uh, is making poets poet yeah. life this is making my my life about yeah. poetry man so yeah. i did kudos to you for having this i appreciate Most it definitely thank you man i appreciate that did you how many times do you hear or have you heard that there's no money in poetry man <laughs> i've heard that i've definitely heard that um a lot i remember one time me and my friends we went to we went to a magic show and uh, the magician asked my friend, what is your job? And he says, I'm a poet. He laughed. He laughed in front of the whole crowd. He's, he said something slick. I can't remember what it was, but he a laughed. A magician he, laughed. A magician. <laughs> he laughed because he said, you're a poet. What? Because he had him repeat himself like three times. I'm a poet. That's your job? So, yeah, man, I've definitely heard that a lot from people yeah. like that's not that can't be a job that's a hobby but um from from learning a lot of the stuff that um, i've learned through your podcast i have learned that it can be um yeah. a, an avenue to make money 
Uh, Brandon Lee put uh, put a lot of knowledge out there about uh, contacting schools, um, uh, contacting uh, colleges, um, really trying to get out of motivational speaking. I started writing more motivational poems. Um, Anthony Holland is also one of my friends. He lives here too. And uh, he's actually uh, one of the people who I've performed with and slammed against. And he's a motivational speaker as well. And I've been talking to him, like trying to write more motivational poems so that I can get into that realm, you know, because that stuff pays, you know, it pays. And uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that part of it, you know, because I don't believe no more that there's no money in poetry. I can appreciate um, how I can tell that your 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 mind is opening up more to the fact that um, poetry is not just for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I can appreciate the poets that believe and feel like you know my poetry is for me. It, it helps me heal. It helps me cope, and 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 more more power to them you know um but i wish more poets would realize that even though it is helping you it can help a lot more people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is true um any poet you know what i mean that that same poem yeah. that you wrote because you were feeling the way you felt mm-hmm. no yeah. yeah any poet any poet has performed in front of people and has had someone come up to them after and say, man, that hit me. Right there is the moment you realize that you're not writing for you. That was the moment when I I did a poem here and it's called, I am not a criminal. And I wrote that because of, like I said, there's not a lot of black people here. Um, And I wrote that because of the fact that I get followed around in stores I get uh, get looked at certain ways uh, for people, and so I wrote that piece. And this man came after, came up to me, and he said, "Man, I felt that so much. Every word that you just said is how I feel when I walk around in this place. Mm. I realized right then, I'm not writing for me." You know, and then that's why I try to not uh, pigeonhole myself. I try to I try to write about a lot of different topics. You know, uh, I do write uh, about black issues, of course, because, you know, that's that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to write about it, uh, a lot of other different things because, you know, you got to make people realize that, uh, you know, everybody, every every black man ain't the same. You know, like a, example for me, a poem that I wrote for myself and for other people who have told me like, man, I, I, I felt that. There's a poem that I wrote about anxiety and how I have extreme anxiety when talking to women that mm-hmm. I don't know. And like, I wrote this, I, I, it was a situation that happened to me while I was at work and I wanted to talk to this woman, but my anxiety kicked in and I had a full blown anxiety attack. And I wrote a poem right after that. Mm-hmm. And I performed it and someone was like, man, that's how I feel every time. But they 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 be like, I didn't I didn't know that other people felt that way. Right. You know? And and that's why that's why I wrote it. I mean I wrote it for me, but I also perform it so that you 
other people out there don't feel weird because especially as black men, we have this thing where we got to be super macho. We got to be out here. I'm talking to every female and all of that, but every back, every black man ain't the same. I'm not like that, you know? And so when I wrote that poem and and I performed it and other black men was like, bro, I felt that, you know, that's, it's not about us. It's not, it's not just about us, you know? And I I love that part about it too. What was the name of it again? Um, it's called Anxiety Wins. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you know Do you know Orville the poet? Orville the poet. I've heard of him. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, I think he said it best. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said poetry is a gift. It it's it's not a gift giving given to you to 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 hoard or to hold it is it's a gift that you give away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why it's a, it, that's why it's a gift so many people look at it as god gave me a gift and i appreciate it and it's mine no he, mm-hmm. he gave you a gift to give away exactly yes and i and i i appreciate that too that's why i watch so much poetry it's not just to study the style because i do absolutely study poet style that I, that I watch on YouTube. But it's also, man, they're, they're, they're giving us that gift. Um, uh, one, uh, Portia O, she has a, a, a poem called Unnamed, and she's talking about um, uh, Black people's last names. And um, I've always wondered about my last name, because my last name is Edwards, and it's a pretty common name for Black people. Um, and for her, when she says that poem, it just hits me so hard and i'm like yo she could not have kept that you know because that if her keeping that poem away from the rest of us would would, would not do anybody any justice but her giving me the gift of that poem has just really opened my mind and to even just study where my last name comes from you know and like and and so many other poets that have done that that's the the one that came to mind Uh, um ebony stewart she has one called compassion fatigue Oh my God! Like it's about she's it's about how people say, "Oh, I'm tired of every poem being about a sexual assault or about race," you know. And she's just talking about, well, imagine how exhausted the poets must feel, you know, to always have to write wow. about these things, you know. And that I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now, you know, because it's like, yeah, we have to write this stuff. Like we're going through this stuff. And, and and she gave me that gift to know that I don't have to feel bad about writing this stuff, you know, because this could, we we need to hear it. We need to hear it, you know, and, and yeah, we got to right. share that poetry. because It's yeah, that's the that's a perfect way of describing it. It's a gift not meant to keep. It's a gift meant to give to someone else. That's that's beautiful. Totally. Totally. Do you do you think that you wrote enough? injustice poems to where you don't need to write anymore you can just change the name oh man that is a very unfortunate phenomenon whereas though you will write something years ago it's still relevant um and yeah i i have do have a bunch of injustice poems that you can just change the names in and it's still relevant, um, and it's sad, very, very sad. Um, I don't think I've written enough 
I have it's so much more because injustice to me is not is definitely not just about uh, police brutality. You know, it's, it's also about miseducation of black people. That is a big one. Um, violence against trans people. That is one that that's injustice. Um, um, it, 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 it's so much that goes into what injustice is. And I have so much more writing to do um, just to to try to scratch the surface of what I feel as though is wrong with us as a as a society. And so um, I have more writing to do, but I definitely have enough injustice poems to just continuously change the name and keep them relevant, which is very, very sad. It's very, very sad that that's that that's a thing, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. In Hawaii, do you see growth in the poetry industry out there or or, or is it? kind of at a mainstay it, it, do you see it uh, growing or how does that look well that's the thing about the fluctuation so um the hawaii the 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 scene here i feel was at like kind of a standstill because of the fact that um the year that i won the grand slam uh nps stopped and they didn't have a national poetry slam that year. The main thing that Hawaii did was send people to nationals and that's how they were growing and, and expanding. Um, and so to take that away from us at that point, kind of stagnated the poetry scene here because I mean, it's in Holland, you know, and it's the same people all the time. So um, us as part of this group that I was with, we were working on building more places. Like we were like going, like I said, we'd go to places. Do you do poetry here? Do you want to? Like to even like bring poetry to different parts of the island. Uh, we did a po uh, we did a poetry show on the other side of the island. Like a lot of people only, they, they'll live on one side and they'll stay on one side. And we went to the other side of the island to try to do poetry over there. And we were trying to expand the poetry community throughout the island before all the dramas happened. And we had to, uh, to this band. So, um, and then COVID of course has stagnated it even more. Um, but I think with this pandemic, everybody's writing, everybody is ready for when everything comes back. Um, and I think it will expand again. Um, but lately it has been kind of stagnant due to NPS not happening. I was, I was very sad when NPS didn't happen because like I said, I I want to travel and do poetry. That's one of my big goals in life is mm -hmm. to travel and do poems all over the country. Um, so for me to actually be in that position and win, because the top four people are the, on the team and I won and I'm supposed to go to nationals. They didn't even have nationals. That's the first time they didn't have nationals in so long, you know, and that was, mm -hmm. that was devastating for me. Um, but um, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I think that 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 is the main thing that has stagnated poetry here. I mean, people come out every week to do poems, but that's pretty much it. Um, but once this is over, I and a couple other people that I know are really planning on, like I said, expanding to more places, more days, 
Uh, I'm trying to get all of these people that I've met on these virtual open mics come out here and do a feature, man. Let's 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 do this. Let's work. You know, like let's sell out all of these places because we want to see you do some dope stuff. You know, and um, before the before the, the 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 drama happened with that group, we had a lineup of people that were supposed to come here. Ebony Store was one of them. Um, King Yao, we were supposed to have him. We were supposed to have a lot of different poets to come out here. Uh, but all the dramas happened and, and, and shut it down. But I'm trying to build that back up. I'm trying to build these connections with these same people to get them to come out here and, and, and really make this thing thrive again. You know, that's my yeah, goal in Hawaii was, before I leave. Hawaii was one of our stops uh, for fighting cancer with poetry. Until um, mm. all of that happened, yeah, yeah, and and then and then COVID, and then yeah. COVID, right? And so, um, our uh, our plan is to you know do what we're doing pretty much now and work digitally, work virtually, you know. And I really want to challenge um, you and and others, um, others that may be listening or watching, um, to really embrace this virtual world and, and not wait until I know you're in preparation mode. Um, but even, but even now, um, not, not even anticipate the world opening, you know, like embrace the now and figure out what you can do now virtually. Yeah. I, I, I got the, the the open mics and and you know um and the, and the other things um but if you really think about it it is still doing the same things as before it's just virtual you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and and continue to do that but also start to think about things that are outside of the box um things that people aren't thinking about and say, oh, that's that's how things change in the poetry industry when we do something totally different that no one even thought of, right? One, um, there should be a whole lot more podcasts in re in relation to po uh, poetry. You know what True. I'm saying? Like we're we're wordsmiths. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, um, like you said. Anthony Highland, he's in the realm of public speaking. Poets mm -hmm. speak very well. Yeah. And they write very well. Mm -hmm. Why not get into that realm or um, education and mm -hmm. and put a little curriculum together and 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 use poetry as a product, as a tool and say, okay, all right, let me teach public speaking through poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's yeah. where the industry comes in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you interrupt yeah. other industries with, with yours. Yeah. And they say, oh, was... yeah, we can do that. We can do it. Okay. All right. I see mm -hmm. it now. And now it's not just an open mic. Now it's not just the poem from my, my, my woman. You know what I'm saying? Go, go, go yeah. for it. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised to hear that um, poets were writing jingles for companies. I didn't know that that was a thing. But when you think about it, 
and you watch the Lexus commercial, they dropping some bars in there. And I'm like, bro, wordsmiths. Exactly. I didn't know that that was a thing. And, uh, and that's something else that I've, I've looked into, man. Like I've, like, like I said, watching your podcast is really to start the, the, the wheels turning as to how I can really use this in a different way to yeah. uh to try to 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 make it into a, a whole nother uh industry a whole nother thing um and I'm, I'm like i said i'm still in the beginning stages i'm still like in the infant stages of being and a that my mind bro yeah yeah and, and it's crazy but uh and i'm i'm really still in the competitive mode too like so i got a battle coming up too for all deaf uh poetry um and i'm gonna do a five round battle on all deaf poetry's youtube channel and that's gonna be on on Tuesday. And, with, uh, with yeah, with Introverse, yeah, Introverse and All Def. Uh, we're gonna do a five round battle. So me and Brandon Leak actually battled before, and uh, we only did one round as an undercard. Um, and so now I'm gonna battle a different dude, and we're gonna do a whole battle. You know, yeah. and so like um, to be honest, yo, this battle poetry battle thing could be a thing too. That could be a thing because, like, uh, we were talking about, uh, with Princess Powell, and he was talking about caffeine, like caffeine TV. That would be a, a dope thing too to just have poets battle it out, you know, at a whole channel. That'd be that'd be the whole thing. It's poets battle, and it ain't and, and it ain't even. I'm gonna come at you personally. It's just like I got some dope. I got five dope poems. You got five dope poems. Whose mm. poems are the dopest? You know, and let the people decide. That is. That's a whole nother realm right there, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's different than slam poetry, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that, that that can we we can do even with the the the, the realms that we're in because like I love competing, I love competing, and poetry actually gave me another reason to compete because I used to play sports, and once you know you get to a certain age, you can't play sports no more. What else can I do now, you know? Right. And poetry just reinvigorated my competitive spirit, and so um, and I'm trying to what, what can I do now? How can I curate that into an industry and build from there. So that's totally. what I'm focusing on now as well. That's awesome. It is so uh is there slam and um open mics in Hawaii. Um mm-hmm. um have you traveled as of yet to to perform somewhere? Oh no you you no okay you <laughs> you had planned to but COVID COVID had happened. COVID mess everything up. Yeah, yeah I'm planning yeah. it now, though, for next year. Um, I've performed at basically everywhere you can perform poetry on this island um, as of in, in a year because it's an island. You know, you can't go that many places. Um, but I really want to to go everywhere and perform. I've, uh, I've met a lot of people doing these virtual open mics uh, that, that perform in different cities. And I just, you know... Once this is over, I'm gonna be like, bro, I'm about to be two weeks. I'm gonna get in. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fly to Baltimore. I'm gonna get in the car. Where you at? Where do you perform? What night? I'm there. You know, and that's that's what that's my main thing is like. I take it. I'm trying to take advantage of every single opportunity that presents itself to me. You know, and that's my main goal with this poetry. Like anybody, you want me to do anything? Anybody out there listening? Hit me up if you want me to do whatever you want to do a show. Hit me up. You know, you want me to 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 be on your podcast? Hit me up. You know, you want me to do anything that has to do with poetry? Hit me up. Let's work because that's what I'm about. I'm about working, getting this work in, man. Yeah. 
I love your humility, man. Uh, I, I can really appreciate that. And, and I can tell that you really want to learn and you, your grind as it relates to networking is is unmatched. Um, let me ask you to uh, Anthony Highland. You know, that's that's he was a guest on the show. He's also my frat brother. Uh, we're both mm -hmm. alphas. And um, uh, uh, what are you all doing together or how how have you all connected out there in Hawaii? Oh, man. Anthony is a he is a very knowledgeable person. Um, I met him at a slam. Um, when uh, when he was coming to slam, um, someone had put me onto his videos and I watched his videos. I was like, okay, this dude's pretty dope. Saw him in person. He blew me away. He almost beat me. Like I, I barely won. I can't even lie, man. I barely won that slam. Like slightly. Um, I swung for the fences in the last round. That's why I won. But. Yeah. Uh, but um, what we've been doing, he's been he's kind of been mentoring me about uh, building more of a platform. And because, you know, he's viral on TikTok and uh, and about public speaking. Um, what we've been doing, we're actually going to do a virtual show on Wednesday. Um, there is a, um, a poet. I keep forgetting her name. I'm so sorry that I forgot her name. Uh, but we're doing she she was a, a, a Polynesian and black poet. Um, that lived here in Hawaii, and she was very much for um, uh, Pacific Black rights, you know, because um, people don't know, like, there's Black people all over the world. There's right. Black people all over the Pacific, all over everywhere, you know, just not African-Americans, but they're Black, you know, and like, even in, in different countries, if you're dark-skinned, then you are most likely oppressed by someone else that is not, you know, right. and she was very, very much for the rights of people. And so what we're doing on Wednesday, we're working with a, a, a organization called the Popolo Project. And mm. uh, they're putting on basically like this, um, this, um, this uh, honor, honoring this uh, poet. And we're gonna do some poems, uh, a virtual showcase about that. And then I had another show that I was gonna do in person, whereas though me and him were gonna team up and we're gonna just uh, showcase some other black artists around the country, uh, around the um, island. That's one of my big things too. Is that there's not a lot of black people here, but if you you know as well as I know, black poets are are the the, the dopest. You know, like they are the ones. You know, I'm no offense to any other poets, but black poets be bringing it. You know, and so what I've been trying to do is connect with more black artists on the island. You know, and we can build. Uh, a, a network as well because it's like I don't want people to feel how I felt when I moved here just isolated you know and I have art I'm writing but I don't have anywhere to go to perform this I don't have anybody that wants to listen to it because I don't know anybody so I'm mm -hmm. where me and him we're trying to change that we're trying to have a place for black artists to 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 express themselves and then to you know build our own community not and not trying to take away from anybody else's community, but we, we should build our own. And that's what we're trying to do here. Got it. Good yeah. stuff. I want you to um, keep in the front of your mind the word um, ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you come up with, whatever idea that you think of, just just keep thinking ownership. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, and uh, you know, appreciate opportunities and things of that nature you know and as they come uh but just keep that in the front of your mind um ownership you know uh if if i get a call 
from caffeine or whoever else that wants to link up as it relates to the the podcast great but we mm-hmm. we, we, got, we got to talk partnership we, we're not yeah. you know what i'm saying it's 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 yeah. on a level of um we may not be huge huge now but i know the value of what i have you know what i'm saying and yeah. so 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 and, and i think that is the biggest thing that we as poets have to work on and that is knowing the value of our art because poets will say it themselves about themselves um you know there's no money in poetry or or you know this is a what what do they say um uh uh broke um something but it's always in relation to being broke you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying a broke, a broke artist i'm just a broke artist mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like, really gotta we really gotta flip that on his head and know that our art as is as valuable as rap um music uh painting dancing you know what i'm saying like we literally narrate uh movements and and revolutions you know what i mean so so um if we if we put a value on what we do and not wait for others to put a value on it, man, we can, we can take this thing to the moon, man. And beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's one thing about poetry that I like and that I see where we should be at. Like I love, cause poetry is a, poetry is a part of being human. Like some of the earliest art that humans created is poetry. And like, it don't matter who you are, where you live. It don't matter if you are in a jungle in the Amazon and somewhere in that tribe of people are poets because they could be not exposed to any other humans on earth for the whole life. But they got poets because poetry is a part of being human. And I love that. And that's why it resonates with so many people in such a way. And I feel as though poetry, spoken word poetry, should be Mm -hmm. as big, if not bigger than hip hop. You know, like we we should be the ones making millions of dollars because we talking about real stuff. Mm -hmm. We we talking about the real human condition, not saying that rappers don't. But I mean, bro, you listen to a lot of rap these days. They not they not they not speaking no substance. You right. know, what we're talking about is real stuff that 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 moves people. It moves yeah. you. And, yeah. and and how is this not as valuable as hip hop is? And, and 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 it needs to change. Like we need to bring back uh, the deaf poetry jams. We need to bring back the verses and flows. We need to bring back those things to bring it into the forefront. And that's why I very much appreciate Brandon Leak because he just brought poetry into people's living rooms that didn't know it existed. Yeah, you know. And, and 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 that is a big step forward for us and we yeah. need to capitalize off of it we need to take this to the moon like you said we need to take it to the moon man to the moon yeah yeah i um uh there's one thing i'll say um <clears throat> as it relates to rap i don't care how bad a rapper is you know they, they could be terrible um but they'll still say my rap career. Mm. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. poets, 
poets won't even say that. Mm -hmm. you, see, you see that? That is true. That is so, absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and we'll laugh and be like, uh, you know, you, you you don't have a rap career, but at least they believe that they have a rap career, or they're working yeah. on their rap career. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we, when was the last time you heard a poet say my poetry career? Dad, those two words don't even sound like they go together. <laughs> you know, that's messed up. You know, like I and I and I'm guilty. I am guilty of that, man. And I even when I speak about it, how because like I said, I have two jobs. And even when I speak about how I want my poetry to be my second job, I say my poetry, not my poetry career. So that is absolutely right. And I'm still, like I said, I'm still learning um, to, to to have that bond state, you know? And then that's that's one thing that I, I really am, am, am working towards to change that bond state because this can be career. This will be my career. Mm -hmm. you know, this, yep. this, this is what I want to do. Awesome. Well, let's make it happen, man. You know, let's stay connected and, um, you know, uh, let's build a mastermind and keep our minds together, man. Iron sharpens iron, you know, so whatever I, I, ideas that I have, I'll definitely, you know, be able to run things past you and, and, and you know, see what your thoughts are and, and vice versa, you know, because uh, there is no industry with just one poet. You know, we 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 have to build an army of poets with the same mindset to where um, we know that this art is 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 marketable. It, it's valuable and um, it can be used in so many ways, you know, mm -hmm. but, but at the outset, we got to know that we have to see that, you know um z from baltimore thank you brother i really appreciate you coming on all the way from uh hawaii that that just blows my mind man thank you so much for having me man uh like i said i very much appreciate you your platform I, i'm an avid listener um and to just be on here is an honor so i appreciate you man thank you most definitely Ladies and gentlemen, this is Z from, from Baltimore. Um, we can't wait till he comes back home to Maryland. Yes, you know? sir. Yeah, definitely. And so we can see you in action and in person. And um, you see his Instagram. Uh, it's actually the letter Z uh, for everybody on um, um, the podcast listening. And you can't see the video. It's the letter Z, the word from. Uh, and the city name, Baltimore, Z from Baltimore on Instagram. Check them out. Uh, how often do you do open mics? I do open mics every Saturday um, at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 awesome. p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Hawaii. Awesome. So he just gave you a whole schedule. So you can check him out on a weekly basis. Uh, he's doing some awesome things. Obviously, you know, um, I, I, I recognize his grind, his networking. I did not recognize or know that he was <clears throat> only in the industry for uh, a year and a half. That just blew my mind. But it really excited me um, right here and today to to see how fast he's grown and how humble he is. And I think that's why he's grown so fast, um, because without humility, you wouldn't be doing the networking that you're doing. You know, you, you just be like, I'm Z from Baltimore. I, 
You know what I mean? And and y'all need to get to know me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right. so I can appreciate the other way around, man. So listen, um, really excited about you. Uh, we're we're going to stay connected with you and um, everybody watching and listening. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Check out Z from Baltimore and uh, take notes. Uh, as you can tell, uh, it you don't have to be in this industry for 10, 15, 20 years to be making some some major moves, as you can tell. So uh, I'm not going to hold you too long. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Go to thepoetlife.com uh, for everything that we have going on. Subscribe to our YouTube page, Poet Life TV. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Ain't got no time now. You in the way, I'm doing fine now.